Welcome to Locked on Canucks. Just got to give you a little disclaimer. You see Trevor over there. He was lagging throughout this episode. It is what it is. If that bothers you, I'll say it again. It is what it is. We still brought the heat though, right? We still brought the heat. Elias Pettersson, forever in our hearts. But what about the Hart Trophy voters? You're listening to the show that loves Pedersen more than John Garrett loves ketchup. It's Bezzy, it's Bowen, and this is Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. And it is your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we got to unpack Trevor's notes, which is presented by Kyle. We're going to get into comment quarter. We saved the best for last. But first, I want to introduce you to my co-host. He might even love Aaron Rodgers more than Elias Pedersen, but his name is Kyle Bowen. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. You, you stole my thunder, man. That's what I'm supposed to tell the people, okay? We saved the best for last because this is Locked on Canucks. We do it for the people, right? I had a good weekend. Thanks for asking, Trevor. I hope your weekend went well. But hey, enough about me. Let's talk about Patterson and Patterson only. Yeah, man, I, I'm guessing the contract's going to be eight years, $146 million. This dude, uh, okay, I know you want to talk about this guy winning the heart, but man, oh man, he, it, w- it would break so many hearts. I think it's easy to say if something like this can't get done, and I know I'm thinking way too early, but man, oh man, this is, this is, this is oh, so interesting, so fascinating. Elias Patterson having a career year, one more year left on the deal. What's going to happen? And yeah, he may get some hard votes this year. We're going through it, man. We're going through it. Yeah, I think, you know, I do want to break down what his contract's going to look like when we hit the offseason because it's uh, it ain't going to be cheap, that's for sure. And it But I think before that, you know, Pedersen still has some games to play. And I do think that he could and should be a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Now, no, right no. now, Pedersen. Yeah, no. come on, come on. No right, first off, I, I let, let's actually back up a second. I said off the ho- oh, off the top oh, when I entered the show it, that you love Aaron Rodgers more than Elias Pedersen. Is that true? Is that true? Do I? Okay. You're wearing your Green Bay Packers hat. You were crying over Aaron Rodgers potentially no, I, leaving. Honestly, That's, bro, I don't. Just, I don't tell the truth. I don't. I don't put one over the other. I respect what both individuals have done for the franchises that I cheer for. They put their bodies on the line. The doing the things and I I know Rogers plays football and Elias Patterson is Elias Patterson right e- Elias Patterson I'm sorry he's center for the Vancouver Canucks it's not football but hey Patterson puts his body on the line he does so again I put both these guys in high regard and don't don't make me pick one over the other okay Bex you just just keep talking about this BS about Patterson possibly being a heart nomination uh or getting the heart nomination can't be the case the team is not a playoff team far away from it come on this will, come, well, you wasting you wasting the viewers' time, man. I'm not wasting anybody's time, and, and let me tell you why I think you should be a heart candidate. You know, you look at some of the other candidates near the top of the list, and they have help. Okay, they have help on their line. Yeah, Kuzmenko and Pedersen have some chemistry, but let's be real. It is Pedersen who has been carrying the Canucks offensively throughout the entire season. And you know, if it wasn't for the fact that the Canucks had 
the worst goaltending in the league and the worst defense in the league for about two thirds of the season, I think Pedersen would firmly be a candidate for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, we know the award's going to go to McDavid. You know, McDavid's doing things that haven't been seen in this league for over 30 years. But after McDavid, I think there's a good case that Pedersen should be one of those finalists. So, again, here's some of the finalists I think are should be in the Hart conversation. And, again, I'm looking at points, but I'm also looking at uh, game score value added from the Athletic. Nerd. And Yeah, thank you very much. They don't have goalies on that list. So, you know, I again, I think Linus Allmark... Uh, in Boston, does deserve some heart consideration. Just he's having an unreal season. But again, he plays behind one of the best defenses in hockey. It makes his job a lot easier. Um, you know, Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche right now, I think, deserves to be in the heart conversation. He's got he's got 93 points, so tie with uh, uh, Elias Pettersson. But he's doing done it in 10 fewer games. He's played 60, 93 points in 61 games. Oh, so man. doing everything he can to make sure uh, Colorado's contending. Um, he's earning that big, uh, big raise as well. Yeah. Um, and then on my list as well, I, I had Jason Robertson of the Dallas Stars. You know, we've you and I have seen a few Dallas Stars games. I know Jason Robertson has been great. He's cooled off a little bit in the latter half of the season, whereas Pedersen's only picked things up. Incredible. So I would personally have Pedersen over Jason Robertson, but they're close. Yo, dude, and probably no, the last guy I have on the list. Hey, shout sure, out. Go ahead, buddy. Come on, come on, Bagsy. Okay, if we're gonna talk about. Jason Robertson, I know this is locked on Canucks pit. Just shout out to all the Filipino people out there, okay? They always deserve a shout out because they're they're probably the nicest, nicest culture, uh, race just out there, okay? The Filipino people are just just beautiful, beautiful people. Appreciate to you and go ahead, keep talking, keep yeah. talking about that list. I actually, I'm pretty jealous. So my sister, you know, she's married to a Filipino and they're she's heading to the Philippines next month. Oh, cool. And it's her first time going to Asia. And I'm jealous, man. Like, I want to go to the Philippines with them. You know, I kind of want to crash their little honeymoon or being the big fa- extended family in the Philippines, whatever you want to call it. But I thought you I'm were jealous. Gonna say, I, I love I going to the Philippines. Gonna, I thought you were going to say you were jealous of the fact that your sister found a, a Filipino partner and you wish you had the same. But you didn't, you didn't no, go there. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I, <laughs> I, I, love, I love my wife. <laughs> Um, last name I had on the list. So I've listed McDavid, Allmark, McKinnon, Robertson. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk is the other guy who is mm. actually in a bit of a similar spot to uh, Elias Pettersson. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, they're both piling up points. They've both been carrying their teams offensively. But, you know, both teams could miss the playoffs. So I think that's working against those two players. But to be honest, Matt, I think Pettersson is probably one of six people who should be considered for the heart right now. Uh, any anyone else on on your list, Kyle? Who you think should be considered for the heart? And why don't you tell me why Pedersen shouldn't be nominated for the heart? Since that's well, been your your mo to start this episode. Because the team's not in the playoffs. Come on, man. Come on, it matters. Yeah, I would say I would, but here here's the thing. I would say it Matthew matters. Kachuk, give him a nomination for the Lester B. Pearson or whatever that award is called now. What, what's it called now? It's called the uh, isn't it the Ted Lindsay? Ted Lindsay. Okay, so so yeah. okay, so so uh, you know, I just watched, uh, just listened to West Coast. Expressed by Scott Rinsville, you know, Manaslin just won the Ted Ted Pierce. Okay, don't don't blame me there. Okay, don't. Okay, anyways, anyway, well, where was I? Oh yeah, come on, playoffs matter. Playoffs matter. Nominate him for being one of the best players in the league. That's an award itself, right? Right. Voted on, amongst the players. Give him that nod. But the team's on the playoffs. Far from it. It it's not going to happen. And you already have Eric Carlson. Gonna, he's going to win the Norris. His team's on the playoffs. The worst team in the league. Eric Carlson should not win the Norris Trophy. Dude, I, so I don't. I don't care. That's 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 my. Too much, too no, much. no, no. I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about points. He sucks at playing defense. <laughs> it should be a it should what be a well rounded trophy. Points? What if he gets a hundred points? 
I'm just I saying. Think, the I still, I, I, th- I think Adam Fox is still a more complete defenseman. I think Kale McCarr is a more complete defenseman. I think Brent Burns has had a better season than Quint Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is Quint. Yeah, Quinn Hughes has had. A, I would argue that Quinn Hughes has probably had a better season than Eric Carlson. So, yeah, maybe that's my personal bias. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. 100 points on the season. He's winning the Norris. Okay, we'll talk Roman about Yossi, it. Roman this Yossi hit 96 run. last year. Dude, F- and he 96. didn't win the Norris. 100 is like, yo, kids are gonna start playing defense. You know, like this is gonna inspire the world, right? Yeah, 100 points defense. But come on, man. It is what it is. Okay, we talking about way too many players. Uh, Pedersen, why he shouldn't get the hard trophy again? I said the team's on the playoffs, and who who else? I, I don't know. I heard a lot of people talking about even Jack Hughes getting some nomination, uh, some love for the for the heart as well. And yo, you went through that whole list, and I know he plays with McDavid. You didn't even mention Drysaddle, man. You're just a hater, bro. Just yeah, a hater. I, again, I. Maybe I'm looking too much at the whole picture, but I think Drysaddle's defensive metrics are still pretty bad. Like those two are absolutely elite on the power play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, basically if Drysaddle and McKinnon are on the power play, that team is scoring. Like they, what are their power play points out on this season? Like it's ridiculous. Leon Drysaddle is 55 power play points. McDavid is 63. Nugent Hopkins is third with 45. Nikita Kucherov is the next closest or has the most power play points in the league from anyone who's not from Edmonton with 44 power play points. Like, Drysdale and McDavid are killing it on the power play, but at five on five, I would say Drysdale leaves something to be desired. Again, and Elias Pedersen does not. Pedersen deserves, you know, that nomination for that best player in the league, voted amongst the players. Okay, give him that. But again, the league, the league can't just be given these nominations to to players that are not even participating in the playoffs or got, got their team in the playoffs. You know, it's, it's how many teams are in the league? For, Effing like 22 and 16 get in. Come on, you know what I'm saying, bro? 21 teams in the league, 16 get in. Like, everyone gets in the playoffs. These, these guys play on teams that didn't get the playoffs. Yo, you weren't one of the best players in the league. You know? It is what it is. And Man, you are. You sound like an old head, buddy. How, how old are you? I'm, I'm getting old. You know that, too. We're both getting old, bro, <laughs> as you can tell. So, it just, it doesn't, yeah, I guess I am an old head. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me, man, because winning does matter. It matters that much, you know, for real. You want to be amongst the best. You want to go to the NHL awards. Did your team make the playoffs? You know, you know, real talk. It's just th- those, uh, those awards outside of, you know, scoring the most goals or getting the most points. Yeah. You, I think you need to be in the playoffs for real. Yeah. Well, maybe let us know in the comments, you know, do you think Pedersen should be a finalist for the Harp trophy? And then MVP you know, does it matter? Oh, for great. You? You're an MVP of your team. Your team sucked. Your team sucked. Great. Most valuable player on a team that sucked. It just, it's not, but there's it, so much more that goes into it than just playoffs. And maybe this is the final thing I'll say about it before we move to our next segment. So Taylor Hall won the heart that year in 2017-18 when the Devils made the playoffs, and he was considered to have carried his team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if the, if he misses by three, if the Devils miss by three points, which was possible, does that yeah. kind of mean he doesn't win the heart? Probably, but it shouldn't discount his whole season. I I, I just don't, I don't agree with it. You know, okay, not like, there's so much that goes into winning. There's a lot of luck that goes into it. It is what it is. Yo, remember how we said, remember how we said, you know, this is a season that's going to be forgotten. I mean, sure, we're going to, I'm sure we're going to have these milestones. We're going to have these milestones. You know, Quinn Hughes breaking his own record, Patterson getting to 100 points, Kuzmenko breaking the rookie goal scoring record. Dude, it's a year that's forgotten. It's not even, it's, come on. Let's not, let's just relax here, okay? I think it does better for this franchise if he doesn't get the heart nomination, you know, for real. Like, like more of a fire under him because next season matters. October, November matters. Don't give this guy the nomination for real. He's great. Again, would, do I think he's one of the best players in the hockey? Of course, dude. I think he's, I think he's right up there with being just. He's not. He's not as important as Connor McDavid. Nobody is. But in that tier below, Pedersen showed it this year. That guy's that good, and he showed it before, and we know it. We know it. we're from Vancouver to the West Coast. 
the, the NHL matters here. He's so important, so important, so so great for the NHL. I do think he's one of the best players, but this year you're not getting. M you might get some MVP votes, but he's not. You know, he's not getting invited to the award show. Well, Kyle, sounds like you got the Monday blues. Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll cheer up when you in our next segment when uh, you present my notes. But before yeah. Kyle presents Trevor's notes, you know I need to tell you a product that I about a product that I started to use every day. And Kyle, maybe if you use this, you'd cheer up a little bit, buddy. Yeah, maybe. But this product is AG One by Athletic Greens. So Kyle, you know maybe you're like me and you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG One. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole source superfoods, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard that can be on your stomach. And Kyle, we're getting older, right? We got to we gotta take it easy on the stomach. However, AG1 helps with that. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greed is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Mm -mm -mm. Who needs health insurance when you got athletic greens? Man, oh man, those things, those things are everywhere. Those commercials for athletic greens. I hope the world is being healthier. and Including know, on our show, Locked Up Canucks. You know what they say, health is wealth. Health is wealth. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bow and Trevor Bags. I gotta, I gotta step up my intro game. You, you, you go in here like a WWE superstar. I've been watching more WWE recently. Okay, I gotta, I gotta step it up when it comes to bringing the show back. It is what it is. Trevor's notes brought to you by Kyle, and I can't, I can't wait to just dive in to this segment more often. For real, for real, for real. And I, before I dive into the notes, can I just ask you a question? Did you, did you watch all 120 minutes of hockey offered to the Vancouver Canucks fans this weekend? Uh, pretty close to it. So uh, on Saturday, so my nieces and nephews are in town. So most of the day Saturday was spent like at Stanley Park. We did the Vancouver Aquarium. But, you know, I got a two and a half year old and my wife's pregnant. So by the we actually got home like pretty much yeah. just as the game started. So I, I maybe missed the first five minutes of the game versus Dallas. Yeah. And then uh, and then on Sunday, I was I was studying most of the day. Um, then I had the game on in the background. So there you uh, go. Sometimes I would take a break from studying to pay close attention. Sometimes I was studying, but I guess to answer your question, I, I was a long way of answering your question that, yeah, I, I watched most of the games over the weekend. Hey, good. You know, we're talking to somebody who's no, who's knowing what he's what he's about to talk about because I'm about to ask you some questions. Your, your favorite person on this team, I mean, I know you just went off on Patterson, but I'm pretty sure your favorite person on this team is Dakota Joshua. He keeps doing things. I enjoyed that play he made on the Patterson goal, even to have the discipline to – not get into a scrap because the fundamentals matter, you know? The fundamentals matter. He knows it. They're bought in. They're bought in. Goals matter. Wins matter for this team right now. For real, F Connor Bedard. I didn't say it. They said it. Okay. They said it. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no. whoa. They whoa. said it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> they said it, okay? And Dakota Joshua is a big, big reason why the Canucks are going to fall out of the lottery for Connor Bedard. What have Man. you... Go Sorry, go ahead. Cut me out. Come, come, cut me out. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you're lucky that uh, you're the one producing this show because I would have clipped that in a heartbeat. F. Connor Bedard. 
<laughs> no, I didn't say it. But they said it. The Canucks kind of said it. Let's be honest, bro. It's been – I feel as if that's – when Taka came in here, that's what he said to the boys in the locker room. His first speech was you're hearing the noise, and people are clicking the button, the draft lottery button. You know what I say? F Connor Bedard. Why? Because we got guys like Dakota Joshua. We're good enough. So, again, you said that Tockett believes that maybe he can score 20 goals. You see more in him than I do. If he rounds out that physical side to his game, like if he he brings that more often on top of, you know, being a purposeful bottom six uh, forward as far as skating goes and awareness and making plays, impact player, the Vancouver Canucks. And the pro scouting for this team, again, checkmark. They're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if any uh, Vancouver Canuck has the fundamentals down more than Dakota Joshua right now. I mean, he is uh, he's killing it. Scored a sick shorthanded goal in the weekend. And, and then, like you kind of alluded to as well, he threw a big hit on Reichel, got Mackenzie Entwistle, the Blackhawks, all stirred up. And meanwhile, Pedersen goes down the ice and uh, finishes off a feed from Ethan Bear. So, like, the guy's everywhere right now. And, and again, I think in terms of, like, the little things, a uh, shout-out to little things Louis Erickson, but in terms of the little things, you know, Joshua is also killing it right now too. Like he just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, I think he was out there maybe for a shorthanded. Uh, he was out there for the doubt or the goal against the Stars, maybe. But all in all, I just love what he's bringing to the team right now, especially for you know an eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar cap it, eleven goals in the season, bringing that physicality, playing a good two-way game. And you're right, he might be my favorite Canuck right now. I can tell. I can tell. And the jersey is coming, coming home for real. I could, I could, I could see. Uh, your newborn being gifted a Dakota Joshua jersey when uh, when he's out of there, you know, for real, for real. Okay, McDonough, Aiden McDonough gets his debut, had a couple chances. I, I know it's I know it's not really fair to analyze after one game, especially if he's playing like an AHL team, you know, like the Chicago Blackhawks. But what did you see in Aiden McDonough? Yeah, I think, well, first and foremost, he almost scored on two occasions. You know, he was part of a mad scramble in front in the second period where he almost buried one. And then Puck bounced him uh, off the boards in the third, and he had like a wide open net and couldn't bury it either. So uh, it's too bad. It would have been nice to see him bury a goal. I mean, underlying numbers were okay. I thought there was moments in his own zone where he was a bit sloppy with the puck, like just wasn't ready for pressure from the opposition. So, but again, it's his first NHL game, and that's a massive jump going from NCAA to the NHL. So uh, I certainly don't think it was a perfect debut, but it was definitely a passable debut for Aiden McDonough for sure. It was, it was. And speaking of debuts, it wasn't his debut, but it was somewhat of a debut. Rathbone is back up, scored a goal, didn't play a lot. Both games combined, I feel like he got what, maybe like 22 minutes, 23 minutes. Yeah, he played much more. I don't have it in front of me. He played much more on the uh, Sunday they did the Saturday. I feel I like he on the Saturday. Minutes. He played 14 minutes against Chicago. I think he played nine and a half against Dallas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right yeah, on exactly. that. exactly. There you go, Kyle yeah. Bound. Kyle Bound, locked on Canucks. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. What does he have to do here in the last handful of games in front of Rick Tockett to, to, be, to be one of those guys? Because I feel as if... It's for certain, and we've seen it with the Heronic, uh, Heronic trade. There's no chance that they're bringing back, you know, this decor because they tr- they did that last year. You know, going into September this year is the same defense core. What does Rathbone have to do here in front of Tocket to make sure that he's not just in the mix but in there every day? Could he be the number six guy for the Vancouver Canucks next season? Yeah, I think he's got to limit mistakes. That was a big thing from earlier in the season. Is he was making a lot of mistakes, trying to be a little bit too cute with the puck. I think it's it's innate with Jack Rathbone, you know, like he just he wants to make plays like you see him trying to be the rover, uh, whether it's in the neutral zone or in the offensive zone, like 
Trevor, you just lagged that whole time, dude. I did not hear anything you said, and you just sound like a effing robot. And I think that means that I think that was the universe saying that Jack Rathbone has no chance of being in the top six next season. You know, that was the universe saying, you know, it's a sunny day. Let's not lie to the people. <laughs> All jokes sure, aside, that's, I, sure. That's what that's what I said. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Okay, Quinn Hughes breaking his own record, obviously. He's going to be doing that for more years to come because this team never had a defenseman like this guy in nearly, what, 87 years, and it finally happened. And again, he's going to break all his own records. Shout out to Quinn Hughes. Thanks for being a trooper. I do want to ask you about the potential of him being the captain of the Vancouver Canucks, but then we're just going to go off. So maybe I'll hold off on that question, and you can answer it later. So remember back in the day when I said the Canucks are just going to own – you know, just do it all. What did I say? I said they're going to win 12 games. You said they're going to win 12 of the last, 12 of their last set. You said they're yeah. going to win. Yeah, go basically 12 and 5. Okay, so Trevor is not here right now. He's trying to get, as you can tell, he's trying to try to grab Wi-Fi. I did say the Canucks were going to go 12 and what, 5 in their last 17 games. And if they do that, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I put that out there. As somebody who picks up his dog's poop, somebody who doesn't litter, I probably have a high quota of karma. And things that I say may come true because of that. And what I did was say, again, that the Canucks were going to go 12-5. and five, And now they may go 12-5, and five, and they may have no chance, zero, a 0% chance of getting Connor Bedard. So if you want to send hate my way or Dakota Joshua's way, it is what it is. I'm sorry. Anywho, <laughs> you're watching Locked on Canucks with Kyle Bow and Trevor Beggs. Are you back, Trevor? Can we, can we cut I mean, the break? I think so. Yeah, okay, I think so. Am I back? Yeah, just so I, 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 wanted, I grabbed all that Wi-Fi. I liked it, man. I grabbed it. I just want to make the one point that since Kyle made that prediction that the Canucks will win 12 of their last 17 games, they've gone 6-2. and two. Yeah. <laughs> So they would need to go 6-3 and three over their final nine, which, again, they're firmly on that pace to do. So, Kyle, kudos to you, buddy. Uh, yeah. And they also only played two playoff teams over their final nine games. Those playoff teams, the Los Angeles Kings, who, again, rocking and rolling, but the Canucks have beat them. And Seattle Kraken. So not like they're super formidable opponents. So yeah, it's a prediction that could come true, Kyle. So shout out to you. Hey man, locked on Canucks, right? Kyle Bowen knows a thing or two. That was Trevor's notes brought to you by Kyle. I can't wait to go into next season with the full summer to produce this show for the people, for the viewers. If you're watching this, thank you. If you're watching this and you're from Surrey, comment below. If you're watching this and you're not from Surrey, hey, you can comment below too, but we're not going to like it as much. Let's cut to break. Oh, who, who's next? Who's next? Who, who are we shouting out here? Oh, Kyle, you know who we're shouting out? We're shouting out Built Bar. Because uh. that's that's the motto of the day, though. Know? Sometimes on a Monday, you might be feeling a little down. Maybe you had a few too many drinks, you know, a few too many, uh, few too many burgers from McDonald's or Wendy's on the weekend. So You know what you need to do if that's the case? You need to have some Built Bar. And if you're like me and you want to eat healthy but don't want to compromise the taste, then, man, I got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. Built. built healthy is actually tasty. Tasty. Seriously, built bars are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Mm-mm, good. So, what makes built bars so good? What? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, Kyle. Real chocolate. Chocolate. White chocolate or, or dark chocolate? Just real chocolate. So <laughs> that would be that would be dark. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that would be dark chocolate. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I see chocolate and I put it in my mouth, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't ask too many questions. Just put it in your uh, mouth. So put it in your mouth. Remember that <laughs> so Bill Bars, Don't you put it in your mouth. Continue. 
Uh, well, that's not the case with Bilt Bars. You should put Bilt Bars in your mouth. Um, and Bilt Bars come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Okay. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining, maintaining amazing macros. And what's better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Protein! You can order your favorite flavor of Bilt Bars today at Bilt.com. Just, just eat Bill Bars, work out. I, I like the uh, the promotion of health on today's episode. Real talk. Health is wealth. Speaking of which, you're watching Locked on Canucks. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. I hope this is good for your health. For real, for real. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Hey, we saved, the, we saved the best for last. Because, again, this is Locked on Canucks. The fans matter. They only matter. We're only here because of you. We had this one person, right? Cash McGregor. I think he's a big fan of the show because he always comments. And he was really mad at us, right? He said that you're talking about replacements already. This is for, from our last episode, right? We talked about John Garrett. He said, you two just parachuted onto the Canucks scene five minutes ago. And John retiring means nothing to you. Maybe this was a good topic for the offseason. And to you, Cash McGregor. Bro, Trevor Beck's been writing about the Canucks for anywhere from 12 to 20 years, okay? This guy's old. <laughs> That's old. We have dropped maybe like 300 episodes, 300 episodes that weren't available to YouTube around the Canucks, okay, back in the day for that other network. We didn't just get here. And even if we just did, we've been watching Canucks hockey for a long time. John Garrett matters. We, we don't have cups. We don't have a lot of legacy here. John Garrett matters no matter what. Yeah, first off, shout out to Cash McGregor. We appreciate your comments. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Big fan. And, uh, and you tuning into the show. Like like you said, probably one of our top commenters so far. And great name, too. Cash McGregor. Fantastic name, oh, buddy. You know what I like about him, too? Um, you know what I like about him, too? Because he, he chirped me. I, I tried, you know, chirping back. And he, he doubled down on his chirp. So that's, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. he's real. He's genuine. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, in terms of him saying, you know, you guys just forgot about John Garrett. Like we literally spent the first 10 minutes of that episode talking about how much we love John Garrett oh, no, before we got say... into the replacements. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I will say this as well, you know, I think the most, the best time to talk about, again, in this situation, potential replacements is while this story is in the news and it's in the news. Cause John Garrett made the announcement. It's not like oh, we're writing man. an academic research paper. I'm just throwing a few names out there, you know, and John Garrett matters. Why do we have, why do we have to wait? You know, anything can happen tomorrow. For real. Give the dude his flowers. He deserves it. This is the problem with the world, man. For real. With way too way too way too long to give people their flowers. So I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. Cash McGregor isn't, but I'm proud of you, Trevor, for wanting to do that. I'm proud of myself for doing that too. We had this person right here. I'm not gonna read this all because we don't have that much time and we don't get paid this. Come on, man. Come on. Are you serious? David Easton wrote an essay, which I do appreciate in the comment section, but at the end of it. After, you know, saying that, yeah, Garrett was a bit of a, a homie, you know, a lot of that West Coast bias, but he didn't, you know, unappreciate it. He kind of liked it, but he did mention that he wanted Kevin Bieksa to possibly be a replacement, and that's not going to happen. Sorry, yeah, I think that's one of the that's one of the main names that everyone wants as a replacement. And, and again, when I published that article for Daily Hive, I basically had two dream replacements for John Garrett. And it would be Kevin Biaxa or Ray Ferraro. I mean, both those guys Ooh. would absolutely kill it. Ray Ferraro's got you know all the experience in the world. Yeah, I don't think either of them are likely to do it. I mean, I think the only reason they they might possibly is because they want to be closer to home. And Ray Ferraro actually lives here, so that makes yeah. more sense. But Biaxa, I think his family's in California, which is closer to 
you know, Vancouver is closer to California than Toronto is. So that's really the only reason they might do it. Do you think Aquilini has, he has the patience for all the honesty that Ray Ferraro is possibly going to bring, especially if this team does not do good in October, November, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that's, I don't think Aquilini pays that close of attention to Ray Ferraro. I think he just sees a big shiny name and he goes, Ooh, shiny toy. And then he starts talking crap about the team's slow start in October, November. And you know what? I'm so sorry for saying that, you know, I shouldn't be saying that, putting that out there. Obviously my words mean something right now, right? (laughs) On a wave right now. I shouldn't be saying that. I think next October, November, the Canucks are going to do well and we're going to be excited. And it's simply because they have to, because next season matters. Yeah, we're going to be excited. And we hope that you join us for that journey of Canucks playing meaningful games, not only in next fall, but next spring as well. But we hope you stick along for that journey with myself, Trevor Beggs, and him, Kyle Bowen. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Now make your second listen game to game, Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Like I said, I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And we thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. Thank you. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.